as a little girl, my dream was to get very rich and help people. <laughs> That's yeah. all I knew, you know. But as I grew older, I realized it's not just a walk in the park. So I used to now, like, you know, I, I focus on one person and just walk with them. Even yeah. if you might well, not you, be able... You probably realized you don't have to be rich necessarily. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. Because they don't all just need money. Providing inspiration and community for women in business of Middle Tennessee. This is Powered by Her with Tiffany Anton. Hi, I'm Tiffany. Welcome to Powered by Her. Today we have Emma from Beauty for Ashes, and I'm really excited to have you here. Um, we're in Kenya, and we're gonna um, talk about your organization. So tell me what Beauty for Ashes is. All right. So Beauty for Ashes is an organization that we founded to, in 2015. And uh, it's all about empowering people that are living with disabilities. Uh, it's about just, uh, mentorship and training and then bringing them to a point of uh, becoming people who can, you know, become productive people in our society. And what was your inspiration for starting this organization? Yes, my inspiration, um, I think it's been gradual, but the climax was when I got married to my husband, Top, who is visually impaired. And I think that's when the, the deal was sealed. Yeah. And that became like all we ever wanted to do. But you just kind of have this heart for helping people a bit because you kind of were talking about meeting your husband and you, you, you weren't dating at the time that he had lost his vision. Your, your passion wasn't necessarily for the love of your husband. At that time, it was just to help someone that needed help. Yes, actually... Right from when I was a small girl, it's it's all been about, I love helping people out. I used to have a lot of fights with my mom. She'd find street people in her home. Oh my and goodness. And she'd be so scared. Emma. Yes, I've always just been intrigued by seeing someone who, who actually needs help. And it's not in the millions of dollars. It's just a helping hand that can really transform someone's life yeah what, when you were a little girl what did you think you were going to be doing in uh, your adult life as a little girl my dream was to get very rich and help people yeah. <laughs> that's all i knew you know but as i grew older i realized it's not just a walk in the park so i used to now like you know i i focus on one person and just walk with them even yeah. if you might well, not you, be able... You probably realized you don't have to be rich necessarily. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. Because they don't all just need money. Some of them just... They, they just need some encouragement. You know, some of them just need, like, uh, maybe a connection. You know, some... Most of them are brilliant people. Very brilliant people. But especially in our country, the opportunities for them are very, very minimal. Because, so yeah... So what is it like for, for, and Beauty for, for Ashes is not just um, blind, it's community that you're helping. What kind of other people are you helping, are working with? Yes, uh, we are together with people who are physically challenged, uh, the deaf people, all sorts of people basically, because uh, we've come to realize that you know, they, they're all in the same blanket where they've faced a lot of stigma in their lives. 
And even the point of education has been a big challenge, especially in our country for them. So now they're left, you know, they are with all the potential, you know, with all, these people are really gifted. You know, so the, the few who are educated, they just stay there with their education and there's nothing to do with all of it. Mm -hmm. So that's where we've, we've really, we've been wanting to make sure, to see to it that these people, there's something they can do. So we've been working at empowering them. You just empower them, give them a skill, you know, so that they can, they can do something with their hands and actually earn an income other than, you know, begging and just waiting for, for well-wishers to come and help them out. So what is it like in Kenyan society yeah. if you have a physical disability like deafness or blindness? Yeah. What, what, what's it like in an average life? Uh, let me say, first, it's, it's talking from experience because of my husband. It's very expensive in our country. Because, like, for someone who is visually impaired like him, mobility means you have to have someone with you. So if you need to go somewhere, you have to go get someone. And that would mean transportation, you have to pay for someone else. If you're going somewhere and you're eating a meal, that means you have to. And nowadays, if you don't have family that can help you do that, the person who is helping you, you have to pay them at the end of the day. Is there government assistance for for people? Let me say they've been trying. They've been trying, but uh, it's 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 a very it's a difficult area because first the accessibility to those funds has been a very it's hard. It's very difficult to access. It's them. not very available. To it's everybody. not very available, and of course, there's also a lot of shortcuts a lot of corruption that's involved in it so that uh like even for us every time we've been trying to do this like you seeking funding you know it has been really difficult because the, you have to do you have to bend so many rules you have to compromise in so many ways and so if you don't want to you're really left with very little you can do yes so when you decided to start an organization to help people what, how did you even know where to start to go get resources to connect people or to what skills to teach? Where did you even start? All right. So for me, it was just uh, a great desire that I had. So just started from uh, bringing like maybe like street families together, just give them a meal and have a talk. Just listen out to how it is for them, understand their challenges, understand why they're doing what they're doing. Because most of them you'd find a young girl and they're on drugs and they have a small child and all that. So to get to understand them, you give them a forum. They are hungry, first feed them. But then with time, you know, you try and seek funding. And of course you come to realize that you need to be, you know, you need to be recognized by the country. So that means registration, all those things so we did register and after registering now you're supposed to be able to go and get the funding and all that but that has also not been so easy because most live alone our the government most of the people who fund such organizations they want structures they want to find structures in place and now from where we are at 
putting those structures into place is the hardest part of it. Yeah. yeah. So basically that's that has been one of the greatest challenges because they're struck. They want to see how many people do you have? Where is your office where? You see, and to get all that running is is just not easy. But so we registered in 2015. So we've been doing it basically from our home, mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd get uh, some space around the house and start up a program where we are doing tailoring, we are training people. Actually, we had a very good lady who was deaf, who was very good at her tailoring. And we were making outfits, especially these African outfits, and it was going on very well. Do you find that sometimes people who have lost one sense kind of overcompensate and so maybe she's more she has more attention to detail because she doesn't hear so she her her eyesight is more kind of honed in that yes is that absolutely absolutely every every person who does not have one of their senses the others are quite i mean they are just way out there even for the guys who are blind you will find that for them, their hearing is out of this world. Their smell is just, it's, it's way out there. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it helps a lot. Like some of the, our IT people, we have like one of the blind girls. She is amazing. I mean, anytime, even I myself have an IT issue, she's the one I call. Mm. She can yeah. type faster than I can and she yeah. can't even see. So it's it's true. The the it's overcompensated by one of the other senses. Yes. Since two thousand fifteen, so that's about eight-ish years now. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Um, how many people have you helped? Have you been able to impact through the program? Yes. Um, for starters, we were dealing with street families, and for that, we had a group of about fifteen, and we did a program of making sandals. And uh, that one, it went quite well. We went on for uh, for maybe a year or so, but it stopped. Uh, we we just we did the pilot program, but at least they were all left with the skill. Then from there we went to the chicken uh, business. That one we were actually funded by the local government. Um, the unfortunate bit is they they give you like the you give them what you need to do, how many chicken do you need, and they get that for you. But you don't realize, especially feeding that magnitude of chicken. Mm-hmm. So we we started that, but feeding them, they were they actually cannibalized themselves okay. to a very terrible, yeah. But for that project, we were just around five because we had not gotten to a point of where now the chicken are bringing in the profits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, but the one for making like the books, been doing one for making books and covers and just very beautiful. More artisan kind of art. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's the area where there's a lot of potential. Yeah. A lot of potential because that's something that probably does not need a lot of education. And it's a skill anyone can do. I mean, for as long as you, you have your hands, you can do it. Yeah. How how have you? Because those are businesses yes. to run to to make the books to go and figure out how to sell those. Yes. How do you kind of figure out all those steps of the way of how to do all those things? Yes. Uh, um, what we are normally told is leadership 
is not all about you doing everything. Yes. So for us, it, that's a it's, big. Say that again. Yes. It's not about me doing that's everything. A big yes. thing that people across the board. Yes. You empower. You empower people mm -hmm. to take over. Like now for the chicken business, it's an amazing business because what we are planning to do is to go all the way, make the feeds, uh, sell the eggs, sell the chicken themselves, and keep breeding so that now you have this group of people, you train them on the business, uh, finances, mm -hmm. and how to do it. And then you give each one of them, like maybe 50 chicks, help them on how to just start, make sure they, they're settled, they have the structure and everything. Then they get started. Yeah. You see, then you can have a lot of people who are making the feeds. It's something that needs a lot of hands. And you see, with that, you train one of the people to just run with it. Mm -hmm. So uh, my work would be to oversee. Yeah. Yes. So when it comes to printing, we have a lot of young people who are good at these IT things and all that. You bring in people, but as you empower them, you want someone to take over that. Yeah. Yes. So that's what we've been doing. And especially for like the books, those are things that everyone needs. Mm -hmm. basically everyone because these are notebooks and journals and yes that's a project that has not really kicked in we we are on the we've started we've put covers on but we're still hoping that we will be able because it you see it it needs bulk it's one of those uh, businesses if you do a few copies there's no much profit margin with it. Mm -hmm. But if you do it in bulk, then it can have a lot of profits. And that's what we're looking at because we will be having big numbers yeah. so that people can actually see what they're doing. And, you know, these people can actually turn around, yeah. have an income and even, you know, go and raise even money, for, have money for their families and for their families and other people. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, they actually... The reason some of them don't even have family is because they don't have the resources, they don't have an income. Yes, so we know that as soon as these projects are really kicking in. So where do you find that you have more passion? Is it in helping the individuals you work with or spreading awareness to the disability community, to the ability community, I guess, if you will? So where, where do you have more passion, do you think? All right. Um, in our area, I don't even think you are able to separate because even when we look at even the church and you're trying to tell these people, I mean, if you need a cleaner, there's no reason you can't have this girl who's mm -hmm. deaf. They can clean very well. So you see, as you try to empower this person, you have to, you know, you have to tell these people, you have to make them understand be an advocate for be them. an advocate for them so actually advocacy and empowering the people with disability they have to go hand in hand how do you think as a woman that kind of being an advocate and and helping to empower others how do you think that that impacts your daughters or the the other women around you how do you think um that kind of impacts others yes, yes. Uh, the impact it has, especially on women, is for, for, for them to just know that it's actually doable. Because as, 
especially for us growing up, we didn't have very many role models of women who are going out there, you know, and doing things. You know, women, especially from our country, mostly you, your place is at home, you know, and, you know, but for now, I've seen even very many women, you know, just coming and we talk like there's so much we can do for our society to turn things around because you see it's the one person who is mostly affected is the woman because these children especially for the women who have children with disabilities those are the most affected women do you feel like they um mothers who have young children that have disabilities um, are kind of at a point where they don't know they don't know the resources available to them so they just sit at home and struggle kind of in silence. Yes, actually just today I was talking to one and she she was telling me she really needs to take her child. She's she's starting, she's never gone to school. Mm. But she 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 doesn't talk. She she doesn't quite understand. She's, mm. She got meningitis as a very small child. So she 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 told me she's it's been 2 years now. She's not gotten any help from anyone and her husband passed on so she really doesn't have the finances and she has to be home to take care of her so as you're saying it's very true they they don't know what to do you know yet these kids they they do need some of them actually can do a lot but now they need probably the physiotherapy for their hands and all that but that's not available it's actually very expensive and most of them will not be able to afford it but I know as we advocate and as we empower them, you know, and as we get them something to do with their hands, they will be able to also transform their families mm -hmm. and their society at large. Well, and I think when you realize the mothers of, of these children or even the adults that have disabilities, yes. when they know they're not alone yes. and they know that there's other people out there that have gone through similar things and feelings, there's a big emotional attachment yes. to... Um, you you kind of have s spoken on your husband of just how he feels in certain situations yes. of not wanting to be in places yes. and, and worried about what people will say. And yes. He's an adult and yes. he's, he's yes. been living with this for 20 some years now and he still struggles with that. Yes, yes. How do you help encourage them to get over to not get over it, yes. um, but to, to be able to live with it? Positively. Correct, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, some are quite deep-rooted in it. You know, like, probably they've, they've been damaged so much. Maybe they've had terrible experiences from out there. So it's a bit hard to even convince them, yeah. But I've seen a lot of positive responses, mm -hmm. you know, that people will stare. That one, it, it's, a, it's a big one for them, but it will never end. People will always stare. And we have to, to just get above it. We have to just decide that no matter what, they, how much they stare, I have a life, you know, and to, to understand that you are actually, there's so much greatness in you. And if you just stay in the house, you'll never be able to achieve it. So the more we keep encouraging and just putting this into their heads, I've seen a lot of them coming out now positively and Making doing changes. whatever it is they can do however small that's how it all starts but with time you know they are able to do amazing things well and i it's it sounds like it's you know you instill in them this positivity and 
you can do it kind of attitude, but then give them or work with them to have them gain skills yes. um, that kind of reinforce that you could do it kind of, and you kind of need both hand in hand. You can't really actually, get the results that you get. Yes. Actually the just encouragement part of it, it can only go too far mm -hmm. because especially where we live in a society where there are very, very few opportunities, very few opportunities for these people. So if you just however much encourage them and you don't give them something to do with their hands, then, you know, you, you've not really done anything, yeah? yeah? But once you really encourage them and they see your points and they come out there and they're able to do something and they actually taste the fruit of it, oh, their results are amazing. Where do you see Beauty for Ashes going in the future? What do you see happening in the next couple of years? In the next few years hopefully I just see us being having an institution where people can do a lot with their hands where we have different people doing different things and this is what I mean uh, for starters we we will be doing some printing we will have some divisions not so many but like three we will have some people working on clothes and working on books, that is in terms of printing and, and tailoring. And then we will do the other one in terms of food, you know, especially the chicken, as we make the feeds and as we sell the chicken and the eggs and all that. And I know this will, this will require us to have a lot of people who are working. And I'm sure we will have, if not 90%, then 80, all of them people who have disabilities in the managerial, in the supervisory, in the literal working, and it's possible. You know, we want we want our country to know that yeah. these are people with a lot of potential, with a lot of love, and people who can do it. Yes, because uh, mostly maybe that has not been the story, but it's because they've not been created a forum where they can show off really what they can do. Yeah. So I believe we will be an organization that will actually show our country and the world at large that people who are living with disabilities are actually great people. They are amazing. They are amazing fathers. For my husband, I would not choose a better father for my girls. He is amazing. So that is a side we would want people to see and know that yeah. there's a lot of potential here that is just lying to waste. Yeah. Yes. Well, if people want to um, find you, how can they find more about your organization? All right. Um, as you had said, we, we are in Kenya. And of course, we do have, uh, we have a website. We have a Facebook page, which of course I can always share. So you can always find us and we can share more. You know, yeah. yes, yes. There's, there's a lot that we can do together. I believe as we join our hands together, there's so much we can do. You can check the podcast notes to find the website for Beauty for Ashes organization. Thank you, Emma, so much for being here today and for telling us your story and for kind of changing the way Kenyans think about uh, the disability community. So I really appreciate the work you're doing and um, I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's an honor and that delight. Thanks for listening to Powered by Her. To learn more, you can go to PoweredByHerCommunity.com. <laughs> <laughs>